What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. I'm so excited. Today, I got my friend Devin Fry. Devin is in Boston, Massachusetts, right outside at a great church. He is the young adult pastor and He does a lot of hiring and a lot of leadership development for the church, and he's just an incredible young leader. I say young leader. We're the same exact age. We graduated high school the same year, and so that's that's really cool, but Devin is an incredible leader. I hit him up, and I said, bro, you have to be on the Leader Swift podcast. Everything he does on social media and developing leaders, such a great team leader. And so I was like, come on, let's talk about some of this stuff. And so we have Devin today. Go ahead and share it with a friend, a family member. Send this out and we're going to jump into our conversation today with Devin Fry. What is up, everybody? I am here with Devin Fry. How's it going, Devin? What up, my man? It's an honor to be on the podcast. I uh, am a subscriber and a listener. I've listened to several of yours, and so it feels like uh, it's such a joy and a privilege to be on here, brother. Man, thank you so much. You are uh, one of my favorite people on social because everything you post is just incredible. Like Before you post something, like like you drop a bomb, how often do you think about that thing? Do you run like hit by your team and then you're like, okay, now I can post it because everything <laughs> you post is so good. Um, genuinely, I feel like I should give you a better leadership answer, which is like, yeah, we process it. We have a plan. <laughs> no, nah, normally it's like the morning of, or I'm triggered by a conversation or somebody says something and it's just like, oh, that would be a great post. This would be a great thing to add value to people. I'm never trying to go. And here's where I think people get wrong a lot of times is they're always trying to go viral and they're not trying to add value. I'm wow. genuinely just trying to add value to some people. I'm not trying to get famous. Like I just think that's a post right watching, there. That's a oh, that's va- it, value over viral. So yeah, I'll probably just go back. So I just got triggered by that. I'll probably make that <laughs> post later. Just make sure you don't post it before me. All right. <laughs> how can how can people follow you and see and see that post? Where are you at? Um, if they if they go on Instagram, it's Devin Fry. It's spelled Devon D E V O N F R Y E Devon Devin Fry, and uh, I'm there on Instagram. I'm also on YouTube. I just got on YouTube. As a matter of fact, you were one of the people that inspired me to get on YouTube. I got a message from you. I checked out your YouTube, and I was like, Yeah, I need to do this. And COVID kind of gave me that gift, and I've had so much fun doing it. It's been a blast developing a team for it, producing content. Um, being being a digital minister nowadays has been kind of different, but it has its uniquenesses, and uh, I've been uh, sold on its effectiveness. So it's been a lot of fun. So thank you, my friend, for for inspiring me. You definitely challenged me in that, and uh, I'm growing in it. <laughs> I was inspired by another Boston friend, Manny Arango. So he my inspired guy. me because um, that guy is just. We had him on like I think the second or third episode of this podcast, but. He's crazy and insane too. Um, Devin, tell us a little bit about you and your leadership journey. Yeah, so that's a big question, and I'll try and give a brief uh, summary of it and synopsis of it. So real quick, I'm just going to fast forward you to probably like 15-year-old Devin. I am in high school, and I'm a basketball player. I always had leadership in me. I always had people following me. I just didn't steward it excellently. There's a whole sermon in that. 
But uh, once I was concluding high school, I really didn't do well in school because I just didn't have my purpose. I thought for a while I was a little bit more, uh, I just thought I was a dumb kid. I just hated books. I hated school. But there were some things I was passionate about and I would be incredible and I would be excellent. And so I didn't really do well in school. My only option was my best option. And I was go to a Bible college. At the time, it was called 24-7, kind of like a YWAM. It was like a leadership academy, a Bible institute through a local church. Went down in Florida for two, three years. Uh, grew in my leadership uh, skills there. I really was saved. I don't know when I was saved. I'm a pastor's kid, so I got saved probably 497 <laughs> times. And then I surrendered my life to Christ in Bible college, which is kind of funny. Because uh, I got training there, so I sat, sat under Pastor Justin Daly uh, of Action oh, Church man, in Orlando, Florida. That's my pastor. I love him to death. And I sat under Pastor Randy Bizet and Amy Bizet of Bayside Church out, out in Mount Bradenton, Florida. And it just grew. I fell in love with leadership. Uh, God did a number in my heart, and he just worked inside of me that time. And um, from there, I went to back to Boston. A couple years later, got hired at my dad's church. And uh, for a long time, I was under uh, Derek's shadow. That's my dad. And so people that didn't even know our family, they would know, uh, they would know my dad. Uh, they would know the Fry family name. And a lot of times people would just identify me as Derek and not even Devin. That's Derek's son. It's like, <laughs> and I wrestled with it for a long time. I did this video on my YouTube channel of Not All Pastors Kids Go to Heaven. That was the title. And people knew my last name. They really didn't know my first name. And if they did know my first name, my first name was replaced with my dad's name. And so it was Derek, not Devin. So I've struggled with this identity process for a long time. Anyways, God really did a number in my heart. Uh, I started growing. I started reading. I had some mentors that really fathered me and led me really well. And in the process, I got free. And because this was one of my lines and one of my messages, when I got free from me, I got free from everybody. And that's how I properly led well. And so in that process, I started to lead. Um, I became a youth and young adults director about eight years ago. I became an ordained minister and a pastor about three or four years ago. And I haven't looked back since. Now we have a growing and thriving student ministry, a young adult ministry. I hired my first staff member pretty recently. I'm in a position to hire a couple other people. And so it's been an absolute joy in the process. I love leadership. And I think leadership introduces you to you. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's amazing. That, that's so good. Yeah, we we talked a lot offline before this, and I've just seen from a distance you're such a great leader because you're so great with people. You're a personality person. You just love pouring into people, and, and that's what makes you just such a great leader. Um, and, and we talked about this before is you love investing in yourself. A hundred percent, bro. I think I mean, that's the only way you can lead. You can't lead other people if you're not leading yourself, and we are the hardest person that we are able to lead. But I think that's why it's so important to get to know God, because as you get to know God, I read this book, it's called The Gift of Being Yourself. And essentially it was all about, if you don't know God, you don't know you. If you need to know how you're designed, you need to know your designer. And the designer showcases your design. And so I didn't know my gifts. I didn't get to know my gifts first until I knew my identity first. I knew my identity because I knew my Lord. And so in that process, there was just so much soul work that needed to be done i needed counseling i had to get deliverance and i don't know where everybody lands theologically on that but for me like i'm a believer in deliverance ministry inside so people lay hands on me get rid of some old stuff i need to get some of the old stuff out to get some new stuff in i had to unlearn things before i learned new things i'm just trying to give a little nuggets and thoughts and i don't know if there's any questions on that but 
I had to unlearn old things in order to learn new things. And as I learned some of those new things, I just became a new person. So if you looked at me from day, from today, from where I was literally 10 years ago, even in Bible college, I'm a different human being. And I think it's that scripture, it's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It's therefore, if anyone was in Christ, he is a new creation, not an upgraded one, not a different version of themselves, a new creation. I'm a new human being, a new person. And I owe that credit to, uh, to my Lord. That's so good. Um, we were going to jump into like a leadership tip, but something you said, I think it's so important for leaders. Um, so I want to talk about this. How do we unlearn unhealthy things? I think as leaders, we can pick up to just like anybody else, um, unhealthy habits and we can do unhealthy things. And I think part of leadership is not just learning new things, but unlearning the bad things. In your life, what that look like to unlearn unhealthy things? I think you really, it's such a good question. And I don't know if I have the best answers, but this is just from my personal experiences. Um, I think you and I were talking about this before this, before we started recording. Um, I think having a diversified learning menu is important. I think everybody needs a pastor and that pastor is your main and in, in, that is your father's voice. That being said, I don't just learn from my pastor and I don't just learn from a single person. The Bible says in Proverbs, he who has many counselors has wisdom or has success. The person who has many advisors has success. So it literally communicates plurality there. And so it's kind of like a baseball. Um, it's like a baseball analogy. You know, at the end of the game for a close, you got a knuckleballer, you got a curveball kind of guy, you got a fastball kind of guy. You just have these different specialties and these specialists and so I think it's important to have a diversified learning menu. Why? Because you get exposed to things that you weren't previously exposed to. Naturally, I'm a communicator. I'm more of a storyteller and I'm more of a uh, you know, practical kind of guy. But I think we need different types of voices that we're listening to. We need practical voices. We need pastoral voices. We need prophetic voices. I think we need all those different myriad uh, types of voices. And so learning and listening to different types of voices will expose you to new information. Or it will expose, and this is what I think the main the main answer would be to your question. I think you have to identify what has been foolishly taught, and you have to expose what has been uh, hurting you for a long time. You cannot change a lie if you don't know where the lie is, and then you have to expose it, and then you have to wrestle with it, and then you have to replace it with truth. I'd say those would be my three little practical things. Expose it, wrestle with it, and then replace it. And, you know, the truth sets you free, but that means a lie can keep you captive. Or yeah. sometimes you have to identify, this is coming to me now, you have to identify what is wise, what is foolish, and what is evil. And so sometimes things are not evil. They weren't evil. They weren't taught in a negative or an evil way. It just might be foolish. It's just like, hey, that's that's just not Bible, or that's just human opinion. Or this is, this is the big problem in the church, and this is where I love a leader like you because you're constantly learning is we don't just take status quo for status quo reasons. We don't just do traditional things for tradition's sake. And so I think tradition oftentimes needs to be challenged. There's no sacred cows in our church. That's one thing I love about my pastor is there's no sacred cows in our church. And he just taught me this. So naturally I'm an, I'm an eight, seven. I know you're a three. What'd you say? Three, two. Is that what you are? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a three, two. So naturally we have this, like, I want to challenge the status quo a little bit. And uh, I think the traditionalism that we are constantly, um, going up against needs to be challenged every once in a while and just we need to explain especially as millennials um, and gen z we need to explain the why behind the what why are we doing this not just what are we doing this for that makes sense 
Yeah, that's so good. I love what you said about having a different diet too. I think it's so important, right? We learn in health class, you got to have some grain, you got to have protein, you got to have vegetables. Yes, but sir. why don't we look at leadership in, in learning like that? I see, I hear so many people all the time, they only read leadership books or they only read theology books to their leaning. Um, and I'm just like, that's not how we have a healthy balance for our body. Like, how can we do that spiritually and, and as leaders too? It's the same thing. Like, I hate reading, um, like non, like, like I hate reading fiction books, right? Cause I'd rather just watch the Harry Potter movies than, than read them. But then I realized, wow, when I read fiction books, I'm not, I'm not reading it for the story per se. I'm reading it to learn how to tell a story. I'm reading it to learn how to communicate story from some of the greatest storytellers ever that ever wrote books. So brilliant. So brilliant, bro. I couldn't agree more. I just think it's so important that all of us have, we become more of like a Swiss army knife, not to say you don't become a master and excellent at something. Cause we need to master a couple things and be, and those be our crafts. But I think it's very important for our mind's sake. We're constantly upgrading our hardware. That's why I think I am very inspired by you and how you, you read and, and what you're constantly learning and you're growing. is just constantly reading stuff. You're just upgrading your hardware internally, and it's just getting better and better, stronger and stronger. And I think you're going to be better for it, and you're going to be the cream of the crop above everybody else due to your daily habits. John Maxwell right there. Yeah, we love we love some John Maxwell. Uh, yes, sir. Devin, thank you so much for jumping on. If you can just leave a leader with uh, a quick couple words of encouragement, what would you tell them? We have these values at our church, and um, this is our staff values for our leadership, is to be humble. Uh, well, it's four, four H's, humble, healthy, holy, and hungry. And so those would be my four, I'd say, is making sure these are categories that you're growing in. Um, make sure you're humble. Uh, able to receive correction and take responsibility. Holy, God doesn't require perfection, but he does demand a, uh, there's a standard of excellence, especially if we're uh, his billboard to a watching world. Uh, healthy, I think constantly growing emotionally, physically, spiritually. Uh, you got to be growing healthy. And lastly, this is the one I don't think you can teach. Uh, I think this is something that only God can put in your heart if you ask him and it's just hum hungry. It's just you just have this insatiable, incessant desire to constantly be growing. And uh, that's why I'm excited to be on this podcast for all the listeners. You guys are blessed. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. I'm going to say it for you, bro, because uh, this is a great place to add value. Just keep on growing. Ask God, make me hungry. And uh, I think those would be great things for you to, to pursue. That's so good, Devin. Thank you so much. And we will talk soon, bro. My man, take care.